I don't know how this is gonna go. I guess, welcome to the show. <laughs> okay, there you go. Hi guys, it's Jess, and welcome back to Millennial Mama Mondays. So, I guess we'll start with some baby updates. At the time that I'm recording this, we still don't know the gender. At the time that you guys are listening to this, we will have found out the gender. But I promise you, in the next episode, I will tell you what the gender of the baby is. I just wasn't going to have enough time this this past Sunday to record, so I had to make some changes. So I promise the next episode you will learn the gender. If you follow me on social media, you will already know the gender by then. I promise. Other updates, though... I believe the last, in the last episode, I talked to you a little bit about my placenta and how my placenta is kind of off, off to the side, but also kind of touching my cervix a little bit. It's called placenta previa. Mine is marginal. So it's a little bit touching my cervix, but the doctor thinks that it will correct itself as I get bigger. This past week, the doctor did also call me and tell me that I have what's called SUA, or single umbilical artery. This apparently happens in 1% of pregnancies. We got so lucky. (laughs) Not really. So basically, the umbilical cord is supposed to have three vessels, one vein and two arteries. And the arteries are what carry good things into where the baby is and bad things out. So the bad things can go through the mama's kidneys and leave her system. My umbilical cord has the vein, but only one artery. Now, most babies that are in this kind of situation are fine, but there is a risk of heart defects, kidney defects. The baby could be smaller than it would have been. So there's a lot of emotions. The only reason I can talk about it without breaking down right now is because I've spent a solid week breaking down. Um... And I've kind of reached the acceptance point where, you know, when I found out at first, I blamed myself. I was like, what did I do wrong? What could I have done that I didn't do? But in reality, I've accepted that there was nothing that I could have done to prevent this and there was nothing that I did to cause it. There is no known cause for this. It just happens. It's very emotional to deal with because it's a a lot of unknowns. I have to see a specialist um, in Gainesville, which is about an hour and a half away from me and they have to do a level two ultrasound to see better so that they can get a better and clearer view of the baby's organs and kind of see if they foresee any issues and then they will work with my doctor to try to figure out a plan. It might just be that I need extra ultrasounds. Normally, like I've talked to other people and you know, they've only had, they had like three ultrasounds in their whole pregnancy. I might need an ultrasound like once every month, once every few weeks. It really just depends on what the specialist says. So that appointment is scheduled. I'm actually going on my birthday. And as, for lack of a better word, as shitty as the circumstances are, I, the best birthday gift I could get is seeing the baby again. So hopefully I'll be seeing the baby on my birthday because the, the appointment is on my birthday and Hopefully it'll be good news and that everything's okay. On a brighter note, Chris and I did feel the baby for the first time last night. 
to you guys, it wouldn't be last night. So May 13th, we were sitting there watching TV and I have gotten in the habit of putting my hand on my belly while we do that, just because I, I just want to feel the baby. So I just have gotten in the habit of doing that. And all of a sudden I felt this like wave type motion. It was really weird across my belly. And I was like, Chris, just put your hand on my belly and you tell me if you feel something. And so he did. And he was like, it's really faint, but I felt it. So then we both just spent like the next 20 minutes, just both of our hands on my belly. So we're watching the show. And then all of a sudden we felt like a little, like a thud against my belly. It felt like a kick. And we just stopped and we looked at each other and we were like, did you feel that? So very exciting. May 13th, the first time we ever felt the baby. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening. I'm getting bigger, rounder. The baby's growing. You know, we've got some some risks, some obstacles in our way. But I'm really strong. Chris is really strong. And so by default, this baby is going to be very strong. So from the beginning, it is going to be a little fighter. And we're just going to hope for the best. So any positive vibes that you guys could possibly give, I would absolutely appreciate. So for today's episode, I decided I wanted to do the love languages test. We already did the Myers-Briggs test and we saw that my personality has changed over the years. The last time I took the love languages test, I, I believe I retook it when Chris and I started dating. So maybe two months into our relationship. We've been together two years now, over two years. And we've got a baby on the way. So I wanted to see, you know, if that long-term committed relationship with, you know, growing a family might have changed things. I have noticed in the last week that I need more support than I used to. And I believe it has a lot to do with hormones. It has a lot to do with the fact that I'm dealing with a very high intense, it's now technically considered a high-risk pregnancy. So I'm going to need support. But I feel like maybe the way that I interpret or receive love might be different than it used to be. So I don't know. I thought we would do that today. The last time I took this test, I believe physical touch was my strongest. Yes, that was my strongest like love language way that someone could express love to me. And the other two main ones were then quality time and then after that, words of affirmation. So I need you to hold my hand. I need you to spend time with me. And I need you to constantly remind me that you do actually like me. (laughs) That is basically how to love me in a nutshell. At least it was before. So we're going to see now if maybe that has changed. I don't know. Maybe it has. I remember when Chris took this test. He, he looked at the results and he just, he wanted to put away and he was like, I feel really selfish. And basically all of Chris's numbers were exactly the same. It was like across the board. And he was like, I just, you can express love in any way and it will make Chris happy. If I go to the store and buy him some potato chips, it makes him happy. If I hold his hand, it makes him happy. If I tell him that I like the shirt he's wearing, it makes him happy. So he interpreted it as like, oh, I'm a really selfish person. But it's just that equally, like any way I express love, like Chris will, that's how he'll receive it. Um, And, you know, maybe it's changed for him too. I'll probably force him to retake this too. Because when I went to take the test, it now says that you can take it on the website or through an app. So it asks you if you want to download this app. 
I believe it was called Love Nudge. So I did download the app because I wanted to see if maybe there was some extra things to it besides the test. So we'll get into that after I take the test. But without further ado, further ado, I think that is the correct saying. Don't quote me because I have pregnancy brain. Let's go ahead and take the test. All right, first question. Usually with this test, it gives you like a, it's more meaningful, whatever, and then gives you two options. So this first one says, it's more meaningful to me when A, I receive a loving note, text, email for no reason, for no special reason from my loved one, or B, my partner and I hug. I think I'm going to go with the receiving the love note text for no reason. I think lately that that means like more to me. It's more meaningful to me when A, I can spend alone time with my partner, just the two of us, or B, my partner does something practical to help me out. I think I'm going to go with I can spend alone time with my partner, just the two of us. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner gives me a little gift as a token of our love for each other, or B, I get to spend uninterrupted leisure time with my partner. Gifts are fun. I do like gifts and they... Like, little surprises do make me happy, but honestly, like, I'm such a spend time with me person. Like, if you don't spend time with me, I think you don't like me. That has a lot to do with my own mental issues, and I'm aware of that, and I'm working on that. But I'm going to go with, I get to spend uninterrupted leisure time with my partner. It's more meaningful me more meaningful to me when, A, my partner unexpectedly does something for me, like filling my car or doing the laundry, or B, my partner and I touch. I don't know if it's because like, okay, from the beginning, Chris and I have always been super gross as far as you would swear that we were attached to each other. Like we're always holding hands, things like that. So I guess because I'm so used to that, I would say that my partner unexpectedly doing something for me, like filling my car, doing the laundry, I think that is more meaningful to me. But also, especially right now, There's a lot of things I can't do because I'm on pelvic rest and I have to be careful. So him taking out the trash really, really means a lot because that means I don't have to worry about it. All right. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner puts his or her arm around me when we're in public or B, my partner surprises me with a gift. Um, I'm going to put my partner puts his or her arm around me when we're in public. I'm very clingy. Next, it's more meaningful to me when A, I'm around my partner even if we're doing nothing really, even if we're not really doing anything, I don't know how my brain interchanged those, or B, I hold hands with my partner. That's hard. I feel like they're both like when you're around them, when you're holding hands. If I'm around him, I'm going to be holding hands, but I guess maybe the first one implies you're not. I, I guess I'll go with I hold hands with my partner. We'll, we'll go with that. I'm, I'm still around him then. All right. Oh, and I didn't mention this has, it says it has 30 questions. We're on question seven. So it's more meaningful to me when A, my partner gives me a gift. B, I hear I love you for my partner. I hear I love you. That's mine. It's more meaningful to me when A, I sit close to my partner. B, I am complimented by my loved one for no apparent reason. I'm going to put the compliment one because I have low (laughs) self-esteem. Oh, you guys get to know so many of my insecurities through this podcast. We should really just rename it like reasons I hate myself. That is not 
a very positive thing. I'm sorry. Sometimes we joke about the things that hurt us. That's how people with anxiety and depression get through. All right. Back to the quiz. It's more meaningful to me when A, I get the chance to just hang out with my partner. Or B, I unexpectedly get small gifts from my partner. I'm again going to go with I get the chance to just hang out with my partner. All right. It's more meaningful to me when A, I hear my partner tell me I'm proud of you. Or B, my partner helps me with a task. For this one, I'm going to go with the I'm proud of you. Because again, low self-esteem. So if you haven't caught on by now, like they ask a lot of the same questions in different ways over and over, but they do different combinations, I guess, kind of to see which areas rank above other areas for you. So that's that's the point of all of this. So you're going to see here and see a lot of the same types of questions just reworded. It's more meaningful to me when I get to do things with my partner or I hear supportive words from my partner. Um, I'm going to go with get to do things. Uh, oh, this one's hard because I, I need both. There's not a both option. I'm going to put get to do things. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner does things for me instead of just talking about doing nice things or B, I feel connected to my partner through a hug. <laughs> I just talked to Chris about this before. So I'm going to go with my partner does things for me instead of just talking about doing nice things. It's more meaningful to me when A, I hear praise from my partner or B, my partner gives me something that shows he, he or she was really thinking about me. That I'm going to go with my partner gives me something that shows he or she was really thinking about me. Even when Chris sends me like posts, like sweet posts, I think one time he, one time recently he tagged me in something that said like the person who you tagged is smart, beautiful, and can do anything or something to that effect. Stuff like that really does help me. So I'm going to put the my partner gives me something that shows he or she was really thinking about me. It doesn't have to be like a physical thing. It could be as simple as like send me a meme. Um... It's more meaningful to me when A, I'm able to just be around my partner or B, I get a back rub or massage from my partner. Uh, I'm going to go with the I'm just able to be around my partner. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner reacts positively to something I've accomplished or B, my partner does something for me that I know they don't particularly enjoy. I'm going to say that my partner reacts positively to something I've accomplished because that is it's very important to me to have somebody that's supportive of the things that I do. I Recently, I did have my first new job interview in f- five years. And Chris was very, very supportive and reacted very positively just to the fact that I even tried doing this. So I'm definitely going to go with reacts positively. It's more meaningful to me when my partner and I frequent my partner and I kiss frequently, or B, I sense my partner showing interest in things I care about. I'm going to go with my partner and I kiss frequently because if I feel like I've gone too long without a kiss, I'm like, hi, you haven't given me a kiss in like an hour. What's up? I told you we're gross. All right. It's more important. I keep saying all right. I'm sorry. That's annoying. It's I'll come up with a new catch word. It's more important. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner works on special projects with me that I have to complete. Or B, my partner gives me an exciting gift. I'm going to go with my partner works on special projects with me. Because, like I said, I need help. 
And especially when we did the baby's room, it meant so much to me when, because what happened was Haley, my friend, my really, really good friend, basically my sister, um, gave me and Chris a crib for the baby. And she was like, don't try to put this together all at once because it's a pain in the ass. And I was like, oh, no, no, it's fine. I'll be fine. It's, it's not that bad. Well, it was honestly stressing me out because I was like, I don't have the Bob the Builder enthusiasm that I used to have and my brain doesn't work. So it meant a lot when I walked into the baby's room during my break and Chris had put together the whole crib. So when my partner works on a special project with me that I need to complete, that really is very meaningful to me. Okay, see, different than all right. It's more meaningful to me when A, I'm complimented by my partner on my appearance or B, my partner takes the time to listen to me and really understand my feelings. Wow, I need both of those. Couldn't they have separated those? Because like, like we've already established, I have low self-esteem. So if you tell me I'm pretty, that does make me feel better. But I also have a lot of feelings. So I think I'm going to go with my partner takes the time to listen to me and really understand my feelings because I have a lot of them especially now, and they're overwhelming. So I need someone to listen. Number 19, it's more meaningful to me when A, my partner and I share non-sexual touch in public, or B, my partner offers to run errands for me. Um, My partner and I share non-sexual touch in public because I am kind of a control freak and I want to run my own errands. (laughs) I just, I want to make sure the right thing is bought. I want to make sure it's bought from the right place. So I'm going to put the the non-sexual touch, like just hold my hand, hold my waist. I play with my hair. I don't care. Just (laughs) something like that. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner does a bit more than his or her normal share of the responsibilities we share around the house, work-related, etc. Or B, I get a gift that I know my partner put thought into choosing. Uh, See, that one's also hard because I do like when the person helps me because I do a lot and it's hard for me to slow down. But if I like for Christmas, Chris put a lot of thought into the different gifts he gave me. And that really means a lot when I can tell that like a lot of thought and effort was put into things. So for that one, I think I'll put, I get a gift that I know my partner put thought into choosing because it's also the thought behind it. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner doesn't check his or her phone while we're talking, or B, my partner goes out of their way to do something that relieves pressure on me. I'm going to go with my partner does goes out of their way to do something that relieves pressure on me. I don't I don't really care if you're scrolling through your phone while we talk cuz I'm probably we we do the same thing. I don't think it bothers either of us that we do that. I mean, there's times where we're having like a serious conversation and neither of us even our phones are the furthest thing from our mind, but So I think we're both really respectful of that. But on a regular basis, if we're just sitting there talking about random things, I don't care if he's scrolling through his phone and he, I don't think he cares that I'm scrolling through mine. But when he goes out of his way to do something that relieves pressure on me, that really helps a girl out. It's more meaningful to me when A, I can look forward to a holiday because of a gift I anticipate receiving, or B, I hear the words, I appreciate you for my partner. The, I hear the words, I appreciate you. I need those words. I need them so bad. Also, I'm much better about giving gifts. I love giving gifts. Getting gifts, I am so awkward about receiving gifts. (laughs) I 
I look like it pains me to open a present in front of someone because I'm so awkward. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner brings me a little gift after he or she has been traveling without me, or B, my partner takes care of something I'm responsible to do, but I feel too stressed to do at the time. Definitely the second one. I, Kristen, I, I think one time I went to Tennessee without him for like two days, but we usually go places together and like if you take care of something for me when I'm really really stressed like that means a lot because I will just continue piling stress on me until I explode and turn into a volcano of tears because I'm so stressed out it's more meaningful to me when a my partner doesn't interrupt me while I'm talking or b gift giving is an important part of our relationship Uh, With that one, I'm definitely going to go with my partner doesn't interrupt me while I'm talking because one, right now, I have pregnancy brain. We've established this. I don't remember anything. So if you cut me off while I'm in the middle of saying something, I'm not going to remember what it was that I was talking about. And then I'll just get frustrated because I'll want to remember and can't. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner helps me out when he or she knows I'm already tired or B, I get to go somewhere while spending time with my partner. Uh, I like both of those. Uh, I'm going to go, I get to go somewhere while spending time with my partner. I like to go on adventures and I like the time aspect. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner and I are physically intimate. B, my partner gives me a little gift that he or she picked up in the course of their normal day. Uh, my partner and I are physically intimate. That's pretty important to me. <laughs> We're just going to keep going. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner says something encouraging to me. B, I get to spend time in a shared activity or hobby with my partner. I'm going to go, I get to spend time in a shared activity or hobby with my partner. Yeah. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner surprises me with a small token of their appreciation. Or B, my partner and I touch a lot during the normal course of the day. For that one, I think I'm going to go with my partner surprises me with a small token of their appreciation. Again, the ones that I picked, the gift one, it's because of the whole, like, appreciation. Like, if I don't hear, I'm telling you, if I don't hear or feel that in some way, then I think you either don't like me, don't appreciate me, or don't want to be around me. It's a problem. And like I said, I'm working on it. But stuff like that helps me. So I'm going to go with the small token of their appreciation. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner helps me out, especially if I know they're already busy, or B, I hear my partner specifically tell me, I appreciate you. Again, we're going to go with, I hear my partner specifically tell me, I appreciate you. If I know they're already busy, I really don't, like, I'm, I'm really good at reading people, and if I know you're busy, I don't need you to help me. Like, I'll figure it out. Just, just keep doing what you're doing, but please tell me you appreciate me. Last question. It's more meaningful to me when A, my partner and I embrace after we've been apart for a while, or B, I hear my partner say how much I mean to him or her. Again, I need both of those. Jeez. Uh, For that one, I think... I feel like I really have changed because before I think I absolutely would have put that we embrace after a a while apart. But now I'm like, I really do need to hear how much I mean to you. Because if you don't tell me, I don't know. My self-esteem is so low. It's pretty tragic. Okay. 
That was the end of the quiz. Ooh, this gives me a little pie chart with my... Oh, it has changed. It hasn't changed. It's just rearranged itself a little bit. Well, actually, it has changed a little bit. Okay, so my number one love language is now quality time, which I told you before it was definitely physical touch, but it is now quality time with 30%. Just under that, though, is words of affirmation with 27%. So overwhelmingly, those are my two main, like that's how you can show me you love me is with quality time and telling me you appreciate me, I'm pretty, you love me, things like that. At 17% tied, we have physical touch and acts of service. And I know that this is since I became pregnant and have to not do as much, that if you do something for me that I needed to do but that I can't do, I appreciate it so much. So I knew that one was going to go up. So that makes sense to me. And then the last, in last place, which this has always been in last place for me, was receiving gifts with 10%. So quality time and words of affirmation almost tied, but those are my two main ones overwhelmingly. And then physical touch acts of service are tied and receiving gifts is at the bottom. So it says I can tap a language to learn more. Okay, so for quality time, so this this app is pretty cool. You can click on each of the different languages and you can watch a video on it or you can read a little bit about it. It says, in the vernacular of quality time, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down, and all chores and tasks on standby makes your significant other feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed dates, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Quality time also means sharing quality conversation and quality activities. That is me. (laughs) I need that. I need all of that. So now let's read my next one was words of affirmation. This one says, actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing words, I love you, are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirit skyward. That is so true. And again, it all stems from my low self-worth. But sometimes I'll be like, okay, but why do you love me? Because I just, I don't know. I need to hear it. Guys, it's it's a problem. It really is. But apparently it's a thing. This is just words of affirmation. It's just, maybe it's not a, maybe it's not an issue with, I know it's an issue with me. I'm not even going to try to justify that. I was going to be like, maybe it's not really an issue with me. It's just how I need to be loved. But no, it is an issue. I know that. Okay. But let me just read the next part. Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten. That is so so true. I'm always telling people in general, like, you don't understand how much your words can affect a person. And with me, especially words stay with me forever. If you say something mean to me, months later, I'm gonna still remember it. And it's not that it's not that I remember it. I feel like I I sounded like a broken record there. It's not that I remember it because I'm holding a grudge. It's that I remember it because I dwell on those bad things. And I'm like, this is how they really feel about me. They hate me all of this stuff. So insults really do, they they are like a stab in the heart to me. But kind, encouraging, and positive words are truly life-giving. So those are my two main ones. Physical touch, it says, this language isn't all about the bedroom. A person whose primary language is physical touch is not surprisingly, it, no, I'm sorry, is not surprisingly very touchy. So they are very touchy. Hugs, pats on the back, holding hands, and thoughtful touches on the arm, shoulder, or face 
They can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence and accessibility are crucial, while neglect or abuse can be unforgivable and destructive. Physical touch fosters a sense of security and belonging in any relationship. And then it says, acts of service. Can vacuuming the floors really be an expression of love? Yes. I mean, that's me. This says absolutely. I'm telling you that the other day when I needed to go to the store and I asked Chris if he could vacuum the floor, that was a very big expression of love. Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on an acts of service person will speak volumes. The words he or she most wants to hear, let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tell speakers of this language their feelings don't matter. Finding ways to serve speaks volumes to the recipient of these acts. And finally, the receiving gifts, it says, don't mistake this love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and effort behind the gift. So that's what I was saying. Anytime it mentioned like appreciation, thoughtfulness, that's probably, those are the times I picked that one. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. A missed birthday, anniversary, or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous, so would the absence of everyday gestures. Gifts are visual representations of love and are treasured greatly. So if you get receiving gifts, like if that is how love is best expressed to you, it does not mean you're selfish at all. It just means that that is like a, a visual like token of someone's love. And it's that's the way it's easiest for you to interpret their love. I like this app because it does give you a lot of information because it's like, okay, if Chris were to take this quiz on this app, and it does say that you can connect to your partners. So if Chris signed up, because let me press continue and see. Yeah, you can, um, you can, I guess, get an invitation code from your partner is what it said. And then I don't know if you can see your partner's love languages. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yes, it does say, because I just put in Chris's name, because it asked me for my partner's name. And then it says, invite your partner to connect to unlock the full power of the app. View your partner's quiz results, track your partner's love tank, (laughs) exchange nudges, suggest goals, share statistics. That sounds kind of fun. I might invite him to do that later. But it looks like what you can do is you can view your partner's profile and really read about it. And it's just, the app is cool because it's, and I, literally, I'm not, I promise you, (laughs) I, without a shadow of a doubt, you can rely on the fact that I am not being paid to talk about this app right now. I literally just learned about it. 31 minutes ago. But it does give you a really good visual breakdown if you are a visual person of the different love languages. And then it tells you about them. So what's cool is that I guess if you look at your partner's profile, if you both do this, you can connect them and like Chris could look at mine and say, okay, Jess really does need that quality time and words of affirmation. And he can read about why it is that I need the quality time and words of affirmation and what is going to make me feel good and what is going to maybe hurt me. So I think this app is really useful. And like I said, I might send him the little code so that he can do this and we can connect on this app and we'll see. So that was our experiment today. As we saw, my love language is did kind of shift a little bit since we started dating. 
I now am a little bit less about the physical touch. And honestly, I don't know if that's necessarily that I need it less or that I'm so used. (laughs) I don't know why I'm making myself laugh because I can't speak today. I don't know if it's that I'm so used to it because we are always holding hands. When we're sitting on the couch, we're always like right next to each other. I usually have like my legs on top of him. We're just, we're very touchy-feely. So I don't know if maybe because we're so much like that, that not that I take it for granted, but that it's just always there. And so I need other things a little bit more now. But also, like I said, the fact that now I'm pregnant, I also can't do as much as I used to be able to do. Things like quality time mean a lot to me. And that has always meant a lot to me. That was always part of my top when I took this um, this quiz. But words of affirmation... I, I knew that that one was going to move up because I've seen in myself recently, especially, that, I don't know, my self-esteem is not where it used to be. It was like when I was growing up in my adolescence, like in high school, I had terrible self-esteem. It could not have gotten any lower. It was It was bad. After I got out of high school and saw that, oh, I get to leave all these people behind if I never want to talk to these people again, I never have to. And it became less about, oh, she's the popular girl and she's a nerd and she's this and that. I was invisible. And that was my goal was to get through high school and just be invisible. But after high school, I got to be myself more. I felt more, I felt better about being myself. I started expressing myself more through my clothes and makeup and, you know, felt a, a more of a confidence in myself. And I think that like peaked in the the 2017-2018 time period, I was a I was a very confident person then. Um, probably more confident than I've ever been in myself. I think starting to write books and publish my poetry really helped with that. It helped me see that I could help people in a way that I hadn't expected I'd be able to. And that really did boost my confidence because my whole self-worth is built on being useful to people and being, you know, not important, but making a difference. And I'm not saying you should never value yourself based on how useful you are to other people. I'm just saying that I do. I know that's toxic a little bit. And I sh- like I just said, you shouldn't do that. But I, I do. And so, you know, do as I say, not as I do. I had to really think about the, the way that that was worded in order to pronounce that right. So, 2018 was like my peak. I felt so good. And then I don't know what happened. It's just all of a sudden, and it doesn't have, it's not because Chris and I started dating, but it's just since we started dating, I've noticed that I'm not as confident. And I don't know if it's because his family is very extroverted. And so They want to do like family dinners and events and stuff a lot. And those make me uncomfortable. I've always been very introverted. I'm not very good around large groups of people. Um, I'm better on a stage where I can perform and not one-on-one. One-on-one is hard for me, which everyone thinks is weird because my whole job is communicating one-on-one with people. But I don't know. With my job, I can put myself in that situation and I'm just like okay this is this is my job I have to do this in my personal life I I've talked to my therapist about that I was like I don't know why I'm two different Jessicas in 
work Jessica is really great at talking to people. Personal Jessica is not. And it's because I have self-esteem issues with myself. I'm confident in my job. Myself, not so much. So I don't know if it's that constantly being put in situations that I'm not comfortable with makes me super aware of myself, which I think hurts my self-esteem a little bit. Because being super aware of myself, I don't ever pick out the positive things. I'm always like, let's look for the flaw. Let's look for the thing that people are going to make fun of so that we can do it before they do it. And again, not something you should do. But because of all of that, me saying all of this, this whole like sidetrack, like the train completely veered off of the tracks, not even going towards the station anymore. My point is I need words of affirmation a lot more now because of those problems that I'm having. And they're personal problems and I know that I have to work on them, that nobody's going to be able to fix them for me. But it does help to hear that, you know, somebody appreciates what I do, somebody values me, somebody loves me. Even honestly, just telling me that I look nice that day really does mean a lot because I have those issues. So basically, get you a partner that understands how you need to be loved. And I guess this could help. Learning about yourself and how you need to be loved will help you to be able to find someone that can love you in those ways. I truly do believe that. You need to, everybody says you can't love someone before you love yourself. Do I necessarily agree with that? No, because I I do love people a lot and it's harder to love myself. Do I think it is better to love yourself first? Absolutely. I do believe that. I don't think it's impossible to love other people, but I do think it is better to first get to know yourself. And I think that will help you to be more fulfilling in relationships, but be a healthier version of you. But getting to know yourself through things like this really, I think, does help because it helps you understand yourself. And if you understand yourself, somebody else is going to have an easier time understanding you if they're the right person. But honestly, this quiz, it asks you from the very beginning, are you in a relationship? Are you single? Because So there are different versions of this quiz or they are just collecting data. I honestly can't tell you because like I said, I'm not a representative of this company, this app. I just took their quiz. So it honestly could just be that they want to know what kind of people are taking their test. Anyways, there's a test on there for everybody. So thank you guys for listening today. I'll probably do more quizzes. There are tons of other kinds of quizzes you can do. There's the Enneagram quiz, which I might do. So I, I just like doing those things. I don't know if you guys enjoy listening to them. So please let me know if you do. And if you don't, please tell me to shut up. But nicely, because like, like we already established, mean things do hurt me. <laughs> I'm like a delicate little flower. But I promise in the next episode, you will hear about the gender reveal and you will hear what the baby is. You might hear the name. I don't know. We have a name picked out. If it's a boy, if it's a girl, we have no idea what we're going to name her. So, but you'll hear more about that in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. Have a great week, guys. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Wow, if you've made it this far, that means you kind of, sort of, maybe like me. So, if you'd like more Millennial Mama content, follow me on social media. At Jessicamber is my personal Instagram, and at MillennialMama underscore podcast is the podcast Instagram. So, like, now we're at the part where I awkwardly say goodbye and, you know, we pretend it's not that awkward. Okay, bye.